What is going on? Big Talk Nation, do you hear me? That was the sweet, sweet sounds of White Lion, Vito brought on guitar. This is Big Talk with Chris and Greg. I'm Chris. I'm Greg. <clears throat> What's going on, dude? Sorry, man. I'm drinking some beers. It's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Um, what's going on? What's you know going what, dude? on, man? Enjoying life. Me too, me too. Figuring stuff out, man. I hope everybody enjoyed our um, special edition um, on the road, on the fly cuff uh, at Grilla Mall, um, hanging out, recording, you know, doing our road trip, which is uh, first of many, I have to say. Yeah, I had some people come to me and go, oh, Grilla Mall, man, I love that place. I love oh, that good. Place. Yeah, I had a couple of people come up to me. Oh, man, I love this. Mm-hmm. Two things. One, they love the place because Grill Mall's <laughs> great. Two, they're listening. <laughs> I always listening. get, damn, I, I got to go there, man. You always talk about it. You're always posting pictures. You're always doing this. And I'm like, you know, it, it's a small restaurant. You got to go. Just check it out, man. You know, I've found that people like to talk about the things they want to do. Yeah. And they never do them. Well. And they just want to sit around their house and do nothing. I'm that's sorry. Fine. I had to soapbox it for a second, dude. They just want to. You gotta get out there, man. We're not you gotta, doing you gotta, go, you gotta go some some <laughs> adventures and and uh, get out there and you know go see some stuff and do some stuff and get out of your comfort zone. Everybody exactly. two years has been their comfort zone, is their couch. Yeah. Looking at their computer. Let's get out there. Let's get back out there. America. America. So, so that's why I want to do the field trip with you and like, you know, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna record it on you know, we almost recorded in the car, but we were able to thank you to Grill Mall, we were able to record outside in the I patio. said in the front. Great said, nah, jump in the back. <laughs> so I'm not getting in the back seat with you. Does it recline, though? Uh, yes, it, it did. So. It, it did. It reclines forward. <laughs> it reclines. I don't know if that's recline, whatever that would be, the opposite. Makes more room. Yeah. Um, White Lion. Yeah. Uh, so what we're doing, um, we're starting to pick some um, artists or bands from the 80s, 90s, and just pick an artist and kind of go over their catalog. Um, we may do parts of their albums. I mean, we may do part albums. We may do f- in the full thing. So we wanted to pick a, a band that we have never really talked about before, but is in our, our bread and butter genre. Um, we picked White Lion. Or I, actually, I picked White Lion, and I told Chris to check it out and listen to him. So they have four albums out, and me and Chris have been listening to them for the last couple weeks. And uh, today we're going to discuss White Lion. And uh, but before we do that, I will not forget Instagram bigtalkcg.podcast. Bigtalkcg at gmail.com. Bigtalkcg is on Twitter. You can stream us everywhere. I got something. You know what? This isn't even a surprise, dude. I Googled this today. I Googled this on my phone. Let me see if I can bring this up. And I actually saw that we're actually available on a place that I. I Whoa, even, really? Yeah. Let's see if I can get this up. <laughs> I type, in our, most wanted. <laughs> I, type, I type in our name so much here on my phone that it autofills, so I just got to yeah. type each word here, double G. And uh, you, so if you Google us, guys, it comes up with all these places you can stream us. And then I saw this, where is it, dude? Pod Bay. Never wow. even heard of it, dude. So it says, Big Talk with Chris and Greg, the number one podcast in North Hollywood. Or <laughs> something. <laughs> I would I would get that down more finite, but I don't want all the fans and groupies showing up here when we're recording in our space. Right here, I'm looking at it right now. Podbay.fm. Never even seen this, the logo or anything. So I guess you can go to Podbay. Let's check and, it out. Uh, right. Podbay.fm is what it says right here. Oh, okay. Listen to us here. 
Um, it's got uh, every episode. Amazing, dude. I've never. Nice. Yeah, I know. That's how the Russians are listening to. They've infiltrated Americans, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Did we? Uh, do we pick up any new? Listeners from the other, you know, we've countries? got so we we've gotten some repeat listeners from Russia. We've got some repeat listeners from France. So it's good those um, fans of ours. The nation is worldwide that they're coming back and listening to us. So that's great. So shout out to France. Fret, shout out to Vladimir. Nice. And uh, thank you guys very much to everybody all cool. across America. Nice. And uh, I like it, dude. So yeah, like Greg said, we're gonna take some bands, some artists that that. We're not going to go on the larger side. Like we're probably, and if we do tackle some artists, let's say like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden, we'll have to break it down and, you know, separate it out. But, but we're going to, if we do some bands, we're going to do like a white line that has four albums or yeah. a band that has a couple albums here and there. And maybe one, maybe we'll do an episode of like four bands that only came out with one album Correct. Or, yeah. or something like that. And just kind of talk about the songs and, I mean, obviously, White Line, anybody that listens to uh, metal music from the 80s is very familiar with White Lion. Um, they were one of they were one of the, the bigger bands. I mean, they, they charted highly. That was awesome, PBR. <laughs> um, they ch- their album charted high. They had a couple singles in the top 10. I mean, they were a very popular band, I mean, thanks to MTV, music videos, um, you know, I don't Mike think- Tramp, he's a foxy guy. <laughs> I don't think they were an arena band, dude. They weren't. They were a, um, like a, uh, may, if they were, if they were playing an arena, they were, they were they the were second the, bill. They, were the, they weren't the opener, but if it was a three bill, they were number two. Okay. I agree. And then they would probably headline like Santa Monica Civic Center. They would probably headline like. You know, they go to the Palladium and sell yeah. it out here in Hollywood. What about the Universal Amphitheater? Universal or Gibson? Ooh. Or the Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't need... Let's say Universal. Let's bring back to Universal, that's, that's a topic to tackle for another day. That That's where me and Greg had our first <laughs> uh, uh, mandate and our bromance started. Was it the Gibson Amphitheater at Universal? And now it's yeah. where the Harry Potter... I'm not a Harry Potter fan, not because of that, but I'm just not really a Harry Potter fan. So that just adds fuel. I still want to go. I want to check it out. Go ahead. Take take the kids. Take yeah. the twelve and the ten year old. They're all down with. Oh, cool. Good. The Harry Potter stuff. Um, but yeah, they'd sell. They 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 could probably sell that place out or back in their day for sure. They or have were a co-headliner. The, you know what I mean? Co-headliner like, with like someone of that someone time. A rat or like a vixen or a vixen or Cinderella. Something like that. Oh, maybe. All right. They were probably maybe about that same Cinderella. Like they had a lot of songs, but they weren't like ever like, oh my God. They would, I would say Cinderella and then maybe Cinderella's a little notch ahead of them. Like, I would say a notch ahead. Yeah, of them. I would, I figured that. Well, because I, what I remember of Cinderella, which we'll probably have to tackle soon, uh, was there was a lot of good songs. And I think they had like four albums too. There was a lot of good songs, which I would figure more than White Lion. I was at work yesterday and I was like, I don't know how it came out, but I, I'm a weirdo, and I was like Cinderella. Oh, I, you know Cinderella, the band. Like nobody knew who they were. Really? Nobody that I work with knew who they were. Not even and, the young kids. And I'm probably gonna get fired. Cause I just went around slapping people that didn't know. <laughs> oh man! I go, and someone said, "Oh, Disney," and I go, "What are you talking?" No. Whoa. Said Tom Kiefer. What's going on? Anyways, we're getting on a side tangent. White Lion. That's the band we're gonna talk about today. Four albums. Um. Their uh, first album, Fight to Survive. All right. 
Came um, out in November 9th, 1985. Yeah, dude. I mean, I see a whole bunch of... Um, you know, it's getting a little hot in here, so we had to open the sliding glass door, so you're going to hear some traffic going by, but we just... The heat's too the heat's too high. Night paying for the AC. Um, Eighty five is so I'm see I see a diff, bunch of different release dates here for this. I see in Japan. What, what was the date you said? Did you say November 9th? Yeah, that's the date I have here in Japan. And then it says June eighty six is when it got released in the U S. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so a little that's a what six seven eight? Wow, eight month difference? Yeah, seven no. month difference or so. According to Spotify, uh, cor- it's uh, November 9th, nineteen eighty-five. That's the Japan release, but I got oh um, okay, I got uh, some other information here that I found in my secret spot, and uh, um, just to give you a little background on the band, this background, this band has had a lot of different members. But, okay, but, but um, basically, the core of the group is Mike Tramp was a singer, Vito Brada was uh, the lead guitar, and yeah. that was basically the core of the group. They were the chief songwriters. They wrote almost all the songs. Uh, they had some, uh, other, um, members of the bands. Um, uh, Greg D'Angelo is probably one of the, uh, better known ones. Nicky Capozzi, yeah. uh, are, is probably another one. Um, we'll, we'll run through some of the other ones that appeared on some of the other albums, but, uh, those were probably the, the, the bigger ones. Um, I think there was one more Dave Spitz, uh, Dave was a bassist. He was brother played in Anthrax. Oh, okay. And, uh. So yeah, that was a couple of people that you know. Yeah, they, they were a New York band, right? Did they're from New York? They're not the L.A. Sunset Strip kind of thing. They yeah. were from New York, Brooklyn. And you know, when I listen, to, I'll be honest with you. Greg said, "Hey, we're gonna do White Lion. We're gonna talk about their four albums." I said, "What the hell are you talking about? I thought they only had three. <laughs> and so I had to go onto my Apple Music. I go, "Oh shit, they do. They have four albums." Yeah. So I went and I looked up the. So I brought up their first album, and it's it it it's not. Um, the most well-produced album. Uh, but I, I told Greg after I listened to it, I said, I could see how somebody would be like, okay, this band could like be somebody. They could do something. Yeah, Fight to Survive. I thought that there was um, some momentum with the band. Like, if you were told us, like, we didn't bring this up on our debut because it wasn't a heavy debut on that. So, you know, did the guys put something out? Yes. Did they... Have a few catchy songs, yeah. But did they really make an impact on radio or impact to me in the metal world or the rock world? Not really. You know, I probably saw like little articles on them on my Metal Edge, you know, Circus Magazine, but nothing that really pushed that band forward. So at that time when that album came out, the Japan release at least, they were signed to Electra, Electra Records, and uh, actually, I'm mean, let me rewind it. They actually were not signed to Electra Records. Um, they recorded the album. Electra didn't like the way it sounded, so they were like, "We're just not going to release it." Which I don't understand. If you put that much money into it, I guess maybe it's not the, the production. It's not the if you don't want to advertise for them or promote wow. the band, so they want to save costs that way. They're like, "Oh, we'll just eat it." Um, their manager actually um, uh, got rights to license the album to uh, get it released in Japan. So they actually um, released it in Japan. Um, then they actually broke in Europe before in U.S. And then uh, what's the name of the label that um, I had? Gland, excuse me, Grand Slam Records was the uh, label that wow. released them in the U.S. So Electra didn't want anything to do with them. So 
hindsight, I mean, they ended up going platinum eventually later. We'll talk about those records. So that was probably a big mistake by Electra. Yeah. I mean, sometimes with that first, there's some bands that aren't produced by a great producer or great. They don't have refined their sound yet. Correct. Um, on their first album, there's exceptions to the rule. I mean, yeah. I think the biggest one would probably be Motley Crue. They were, their debut is was done on a shoestring budget and and sounds amazing to this day. Um, yeah, the, when when uh, Electra did Electra yeah. sign them, they they kind of you know the 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 second release when they released it, they did some more production on it, but it's basically almost the same thing. But White Lion, um, this first album, it's. I, it's got some good tracks on it. It really does have some good tracks on it. Did Did you think the opener "Broken Heart" was a um, a right song to start the album? Um, no. Oh, okay. No. Because I, I, I compare it to, <clears throat> so they redo this song on uh, Main Attraction. I believe it's that Main Attraction. Then when they do that song, let me look at my notes. "Broken Heart." "Broken Heart" is that on? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Um. Yes, main attraction is track number two, oh, right sure. after Lights right. and See, dude, God, I took my ginkgo biloba, baby. Yeah. Um, broken heart. Um, I, because I compared it to the one off of main attraction. Okay. And so maybe if I look at it just uh, in a vacuum and say, okay, it is good, but then I'm always comparing it to when they redid it for main attraction from the release. I think that's ninety one. Um, but basically the song broken heart, it's about, Hey, I'm in a relationship. My heart's been broken, but I'm going to move on. I'm going to be stronger. Uh, life, I'll get stronger. Yeah. I'm going to be okay. It's one of those, like pick yourself up by your bootstraps and move on kind of a song. Dust yourself off and let's go. And and it sounds, if you compare it to the one that they did for main attraction, it's definitely got that raw, more of a raw sound to it. And, uh, it fits right in with the rest of the album, but I like the version that they did in, uh, later on better. Okay. Got it. Um, track two was, um, and I kind of got a list here that I did. Um, I got kind of intense with my <laughs> notes. All right. Excuse me. Um, track two, Cherokee. Um, it's about um, Native Americans and, uh, you know, the struggle they went through and, how the the white man came and kind of you know took their land and, and uh, um, you know killed them basically basically right? murdered the, yeah. you know the the Native American population pushed them into out of their own land and stuff like that and and took everything from them. That's basically what that song about. I really do like that one. Um, I think it's a great song. Uh, it's got see so the this band White Line. Well, here's what for me personally what they're really about. Amazing guitar playing by Vito Brada I, cor- is, correct. is almost the paramount thing because you listen to each song and it's like, okay, there's the song, then there's the solo. The solo is almost like a second song. It's like sometimes <laughs> just like, okay, sh- everybody shut up. Let me hear this guitar solo. Um, I would say most of the time their, strong, their songwriting is, is strong. Um, and then it has uh, Mike Tramp sometimes has that breathy um, vocals uh, and they have also have very good harmonies, sing along choruses. Yes. Put your fist in the air. They'll, like all the things that you want from an 80s or you're expecting from an 80s hair metal band, White Lion checks all the boxes. Correct. Correct. From the band, from the drummer, 
to the to the bass player, to the singer, to the good-looking singer, to the uh, killer guitarist, to the you know to the backbone, yeah. the drums and the bass. Um, and these were heavy players, man. That the, the uh, when they finally got their core group of um, musicians or core group of the band. Yeah, they 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 were tight. It def- but it almost t- kind of came like a. Um, like hey, the, the the we're gonna do the the bass and the drums, just kind of do your thing in the back, and the, you know the vocalist and the guitar, we're gonna do our thing. So, not in a bad way, it's just like the rhythm section was strong, strong, which let which let the other two guys do their own thing. Um, the third track on that is uh, "Fight to Survive." Now I went through and actually read, I'm a nerd, all these <laughs> lyrics. Oh, okay, and I. They make a couple of references. Uh, there's two songs on this, and I'm going to kind of jump around. Song three, Fight to Survive. Song 10, it's called The Road to Valhalla. Both of these are about Thor. <laughs> and I think specifically Fight to Survive, I'm not even kidding you go back. I think it's about, it might be about Loki. Oh. I think these guys might have been fans of comics and Thor because it talks about, like, uh, um, you got to fight to survive, referencing Thor. You're the outcast. You're not the same as the others. So I'm kind of thinking like, huh. Wasn't Mike Tram from Denmark? Or isn't he from Denmark? He is, yes. So isn't like... I think that is. I think that's um, like from the um, Scandinavian countries, I think, is the, okay. is the Thor thing. But the European things, yeah. He's okay. Danish. Um, and then song 10, uh, The Road to Valhalla, which is the closing yeah. track. Um, I'm not a big fan of the song, but it's... Obviously, Valhalla is the place where, in the in the lore of that area, the Scandinavian area, where Thor and his father Odin, Valhalla was the place where, when you were a soldier and you died in battle, you went there to go defend the Correct. throne of of Odin and all this kind of stuff, and it was a honor to go there and kind of stuff like that. So, it's kind of funny how I mean, what can um, inspire a song and. Uh, uh, both of those seem to be kind of from the same thing. You know, I remember this was their first album, so maybe Mike Tramp just wanted, you know, had those in his mind. Like, <clears throat> you know, when inspiration came up, that's what they, you know, decided to write down. I, it, if they wrote, say, 20 songs for this album, you know, these, you know, 10, you know, my 11, microphone, 12. My microphone is loose here. Let me tighten this fucking this thing. Little loosey-goosey? Yeah, dude. Hold on a uh, second. Keeps jiggling. You can hear it. Are sure you can still mine? There we go. <laughs> now we're good. Now we're good. Now we're good. No, no. We're good. Um, not to spend all day in this album, but we may. Um, the next one, and I tried to read it. Some of these weren't so like in your face as what it's okay. about. Um, the next one, track four, Where Do We Run? I To me, when I read through it and I listened to it, um, obviously I listen to the songs first and kind of get the feel for them. But when I actually get in and kind of look at the lyrics to me, this one's about like homelessness, um, drug abuse, not, uh, nothing going right for you in your life. Where do we run? Where do we go? What can I do in my life? Kind of a thing. And these guys weren't like your, your typical, like take another band from that time, like poison. Okay. Or, uh, a, a, another party band that's talking about, um, it's all good and fun and hanging out and partying and women and drinking and having a night out and, you know, you know, broken hearts and I love you and you love me and you don't love me anymore. And how am I going to make, you know, (laughs) 
there's they actually have a lot of songs about that are like anti-war about child abuse domestic violence like every album has at least two songs about something that is not related to something that would typically be called do you would think like partying or love yeah most of their songs are about like love and all the and you know this kind of stuff but they have a lot of tracks as well that are anti-war or have something to say or bringing awareness to something. And Where Do We Run um, was was one of those songs that on that first album, it's number four, so it was the first one that kind of came along where it was like, oh, okay, what's this about? Uh, and that's what it kind of hit me with was that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this band does the, do that kind of stuff where we'll see later on in the future albums they do bring a lot more of that stuff out or they felt a lot more comfortable, you know, writing about that kind of stuff. And I agree with you on the sense of, you know, not a typical party band. Yes, there are songs about partying, drinking, loose women, wine women in song, but, you know, then they kind of start to get a yeah, little more. Yeah, they got more, something to say. And, you know, and, and more on this album. Dude. There's a, this album's a, out of all their albums, it's, it sounds a little darker, but it also lyrically is a lot darker than any of their albums that came after this. Um, number five is In the City. Um, it's all about like, it's kind of like we're on the streets, got to be strong in the streets. Yeah, kind there of you a go. Thing, like defend yourself. Yeah. And I'm com- I don't really know what angle they're coming at. And, say, you know, maybe it's just like, you know, leather boys out on the street. Like, yeah, we got to be tough <laughs> kind of a thing. I guess it's kind of what they're talking about. I was all for it. It was great. Um I think number six is where it really falls into what we were talking about earlier was all the fallen men. Uh, You want to talk about this one? No. Okay. I'll talk about it. No. Um, It's about soldiers that have died. Um, It's, it takes the angle of like, you know, we have soldiers that are out there dying, but then we got these guys that are kind of like leading the whole charge, but they're the presidents and the Kings and they're fine. Just sitting on their throne, directing everybody to do something, but they're fine in the end. And, and and what are we doing this for? Exactly. What's the reason? Like, no one ever gives us a reason, like, really why we're doing this. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to do it. And uh, it's kind of a tribute to soldiers that have that have died in in, in war and, and stuff like that. And, uh, I wonder if any of them have, like, uh, you know, like older brothers or dads telling them stories of, you know, this kind of stuff where, you know, hey, when I was a kid, and my dad talked about Vietnam. When I was a kid, my, my dad talked, uh, you know, my grandfather talked about World War One, and World War Two, that type of. I'm sure. You know. Vietnam War, all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not track seven, all burn in hell. To me, the song is about, um, and agree with me or not, it's about the religious part trying to brainwash or like, why are you trying to make me think a certain way? What what makes you right and other things wrong? I don't know. Did you, am I speaking like, do you not agree with me on these? No, I agree with you. I agree with with you on that one. And, And I'm not, you know. I'm not trying to be anti-religious. I'm, I mean, I'm not at all. Um, I'm accepting of all people. Yes. Um, I'm just saying this is kind of what it wrote and kind of what it gets to me is like, hey, dude, you know, like, let me kind of decide shit on myself, on my own. Don't yeah. make me, don't tell me what's right. Don't tell me what's wrong. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, number eight track, Kid of a Thousand Faces. Um, to me, this is kind of like um, taking it from the point of view of, of kids that are um, not wanted. Um, the, the first line of the song, if I remember, is something to the effect of like my mom, your mother spanked you on the day you were born. Like, you know, like you're like, you know, they spank a baby yeah. and you're born. And that was kind of like it. And now this baby has to put on all these faces because their parents aren't around. 
they're in foster homes, adopted, uh, whatever. Yeah, that kind whatever of whatever kind of thing is going on there. It's really like kids struggling through their adolescence and their youth. I mean, this album has really got something to say. The more I'm talking about it now, the more I'm realizing, like, wow, this is really good. Because I was just typing earlier, like, <laughs> oh, let me read this. Okay, that's what that says. Let me listen to the song. But now that I'm reading it and discussing it, I'm like, wow, you got a lot to say here. Yeah, they do. And the songs are, for the most part, pretty catchy. Um, the, their later albums are obviously better than this one. Yeah. But they, they got stuff to say here. And I guess I can understand why Electra would be like, yeah, this doesn't really fit into what we're trying to put out in the middle of the 80s. When you well, it was the early part of the 80s, so like say 80, you know, 82, well, okay. 83. So. Well, compared to like Rat. Yeah. Remember Rat, 84? Yes. Dawkins coming out then, with 84. Then you I mean, have the, you know, the Def Leppard from Def Pyromania. Leopard, you got, um, you know. Well, I guess that would fit right in between Shout of the Devil. Yeah, and around, that, around, that, around time. that time. So these, these guys are, are, the record companies are looking at that. You know, okay, just because they have long hair and just because they can play doesn't mean, you know, they can into tight jeans doesn't mean that. It's almost sounds... like it's almost like early emo, but actually, let's talk about something instead of how depressed we are. Let's talk about all the other shit that's going on <laughs> yeah, in the world. Yeah, so um, let's move on. Track number nine. Now, this one, I this is probably, in my opinion, the worst song on the whole album. Okay. El Salvador is the name of it. And I was like, this song sucks. Now, now the, the one thing that got me was the beginning part, like the intro from the guitar work. I thought that was was good. Um, now, you're right. The, it the, has like a Spanish acoustic guitar. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. But from that point on, you know, something, something, El Salvador. Yeah, that didn't really. So I, I kind of was like, I listened to it and I was like, and I started listening to the lyrics and it was like, what are we fighting for? And then El Salvador kind of stuff. And I go, and, and I didn't know. So I had to look and I go, was there a civil war in El Salvador or something? So I Googled it. Dude, there was a civil war from like, I think I might even have the window up, dude. It was from like 1979 to like 1992. Oh, okay. And I didn't even know this, uh, and so I was like, "Oh, that has to be what this song is about." Yeah. And you just, when you start to take the lyrics and the event, yeah, and you put them together, you're like, "That's exactly what this song is about." Um, so I don't know if they had some uh, someone in their band or, or something like that, I don't know, that or if it was just like maybe wow, they take dude. inspiration from the news. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, just reading newspaper like they, or something I, or magazines. I think you're right. I think that's exactly what they do. Kind of what they did. Um, and that I mean, Road to Valhalla is track ten, so it was a ten track album. Um, uh, clocks in at forty four minutes and thirty two seconds, so it's actually fairly short. Um, but, but, but maybe right in that pocket of what a lot of the albums were back in that day, 44, you know, they usually went to about 42 to 46 minutes right in that area. Exactly. Um, but that album, uh, the production could have been a lot better. Um, but you can definitely hear, um, Vito Barada's guitar playing is already exceptional. Um, Mike Tramp to me, I was listening to it and there, they used too much vocal echo. There's a lot of vocal echo where you hear him singing, and then you hear it go. Ring, ring, ring. There was even some keyboards that I that second, their third time around when I was listening to it, I was like, "Is that a keyboard? Is that? Is it, oh, oh, okay." And you know, I was like, "Wow, that 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 was working or doesn't work or you know something like that." Yeah. So with this album, did you know that it hit uh, 151 on their top 200? That's like the highest it got. I, I did our lowest. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I did know it when I was doing my research. But yeah, that that's that's where it hit one fifty one on the Billboard. Yeah, 
which hey, it's in the top two hundred. Hey, the, that, I think that's where they kind of made their mark with with Electra after all, and, and you know, kind of going from there. I mean, if our podcast ever drops out of the top two hundred, then right, we're gonna be in trouble, right? Yes. What are you, what are you doing over there? You're trying. He's playing. This guy's over here listening to White Lion while we're talking about <laughs> White Lion, dude. <laughs> So that was 1885, that correct? That was 85. That All was right. Fight to Survive, um, their first album that I actually didn't really hear at all until about two weeks ago when Greg said we're going to do it. And I said, holy shit, they have a, a, a Exactly. A, a exactly album. how I thought that, too. I don't even know about that first album. And then I was kind of like, oh, shoot. I guess I guess I didn't get, didn't get into them at that mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. So from that point on, we're going to go to 1987's, uh, wait, wait a minute. 1987's Pride. Is Pride. The album. Yep. Pride. And that this was their this was their huge, gigantic breakthrough um album that just put this uh, shot them into MTV stratosphere. Correct. I guess. I don't know how else to because put in, it. Because in eighty seven you'd figure that these guys are the music industry was, you know, into the hair metal or you know, the rock and roll, the soft ballads and all this. So did White Lion hit all the marks for this album? Yes, I thought so. They hit them all. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the album starts off with Hungry. Great song. Great song to start off with as, as a beginning hit, man. Yeah. Hungry, I really, I mean, I, I'm going to f- have a hard time saying anything bad about any of these songs. Hungry is great. Straight up about love and sex. Right. You, it's about, I'm hungry for your love. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Barada playing. This is, yeah, this is one of the better hair metal albums from the 80s. It has all the ingredients that you want. Right? It's, it's, and every time I listen to it, I, I see, I hear little things that are, you know, that make it better and better. Oh, I didn't have to, when, once I put this on again, I was totally into what I remember from my cassette days of listening to them and stuff like that, man. Um, all the solos. Track two. Lonely Nights. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a darker song. It's uh, Boy Leaves Girl. You know, he's... It, it, this is... Um, or excuse me. It's... Um, uh, yeah, Boy Leaves Girl. So it's, it's, it's from the girl's point of view. And um, it's a little bit... It's a little darker. It's probably the darker song on the album. Um there's actually lyrics in there where the girl is so upset she actually says, I want to die. So there's some darker lyrics there. But, okay. but it's a it's a, it's a hair metal song. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and you know, for, let's just let's say one thing right now. For lack of a better term, hair metal is the term we're going to use. It's not derogatory. That's just 80s. Guitar, bass, drums, vocals, hair metal band. That's just what I mean. So we kind of like to say, uh, don't correct us on how we describe it. No, but some people like to say like, oh, hair, hair, hair. But I'm just saying that that's the term we do like to use. Yeah, I I don't have a problem. Defending us. No, I know. But the artists like today, I've heard uh, bands like L.A. Guns and um, Faster Pussycat don't want to be in that genre of hair metal. Or they get upset when you say, hey, you know, yeah, I was in a hair metal band. Oh, don't say that. You got to say, you know, hard rock in the 80s. No, hair metal. Yeah, I know. I, I'm the same way. I don't, if I go up to somebody, hey, hair um, metal. Let's go. Let's move on to the next track. All right, man. Uh, don't give don't up. Don't give up. Yeah, man. It's another another good. I don't think we're going to say that we don't like any of these, but that's another great one. You want to talk about this one or yo? No. <laughs> 
You want me to talk about it? Yeah. Or am I, um, this is just about like kind of don't give up on life, man. Yeah. Um, things are, can be overwhelming. And it's And their lyrics aren't generic. They get kind of specific sometimes in their lyrics. Work, when work is too much, money, the taxes. They start talking about taxes are overwhelming <laughs> and the money and you're going crazy. Like the lyrics in a lot of these songs are so specifically and finite relatable that every single person is going to be able to be like, wow, that's exactly. Right. That's not. That's what not, we were going through. It's not kind of what I'm going through. That's exactly what I'm going through. And that's one of those songs where I kind of started is no matter how much you listen to a song, sometimes you really don't get it until you, that's why I love it when they have lyrics so I can read the lyrics. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Cause exactly. sometimes you, you, you're listening to a song and you just kind of, your mind wanders. You're like, Oh my God, listen to that bass guitar. Listen to the lead guitar. Listen to the way his vocals sound. Let me, what is the drum? And you just stop listening to the lyrics. Cause that's just another element of the song. And it's hard to concentrate on one element through a whole song. And, uh, this is one of those songs where it's just, it can get finite relatable, but don't give up. Don't give up. You know, it's kind of how the chorus goes. And another one of those ones you can sing along with. Uh, let's move on. Track number four. Sweet Little Loving. Oh, yeah. Talk about girls. Sweet. Dancing. Shake it and grooving. <laughs> good good groove. Good song, man. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. You know, you know we, we we talk about like you know like you said from the political side they also had a a, a a side where they want to talk about you know the girls coming dancing moving and grooving so you know maybe the record company said hey put some songs too about you know girls because we need the girls at the shows I'm gonna bring some of this stuff up this song right here sweet little loving I mean flat out flat out it's about a hooker hooker it's about a hooker. And they even give her name, <laughs> Little Miss D. <laughs> and uh, there, there's, I'll, I'll quote you some lyrics. If you want a good time, you can take her home because everyone knows she is good in bed. In a minute or two, she'll make your dreams come true. That is a hooker. And there's later on talking about, you know, you give her money, all this <laughs> kind of stuff. It's it's all about a hooker. It's No Venmo? Not back in those days, <laughs> but she'd probably take Venmo, I'm sure. Um uh, Lady of the Valley is the next track. Um, you know, you know what we need to do, Greg. And I know we talked about it earlier. I think that in the context of this conversation, we need to st- we need to play a little of this so so, so some people kind of know what we're talking about. Um, you want to do Lady of the Valley? You know, um, that's not one of my most favorite ones. Yeah, no, I would say the next song would probably be more. Um, favorite we already one. played Wait in the intro. All right. um, uh, maybe maybe when we get to number eight, tell me we can All right, play. Some there you of go. That. Um, so Lady of the Valley is the next song and I listened to this and I had no idea what to make of it. Okay. Well, you know, I've, and the whole time I've, I've, I've heard this song. I'm like, I really, I've always liked it, but I didn't know what to make of it, what it was about. I fucking finally figured it out. <laughs> Lady of the Valley is a church and they're all over the place. Like I dig into this shit and I try to figure out what's going on. So Lady of the Valley, when you read the lyrics and you find out what's going on, it's about like the debt. It talks about my brother's dead. He's not coming back. I took him to the Lady of the Valley. I buried him. Oh, Lady of the Valley. Okay. So I looked up Lady of the Valley. There's Lady of the Valley churches in LA here. Then I look up, what about New York? Lady, there's all over the place. Lady of the Valley is a church. So that's about like laying your brother to rest. Um, you want him to come back. Yeah. You wish okay. we could go back to a time when we were together, but we can't. It's too late. You got to live your life while you're together. You know, 
kind of like what we're doing with Big Talk right here, man. Let's do it now or yeah. never. You never know. Correct. Um, so that song, another subject. It's you know, it's not about partying and love or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, I want to say subject. it's it's it's. I don't want to say political, more religious political, where you you know something like that. But I've always liked that song. Even, okay. I didn't even know. I thought it was about a lady and a val. Like, <laughs> I I I thought it had some like sexual, like fringe like, connotation to it and, and then like her legs were the valley something like that <laughs> i'm in the ladies valley <laughs> putting snow on her mountains right <laughs> i don't know um number six number six on the pride album is um wait which was wait. a song we played yeah. at the beginning of the podcast their second biggest hit yeah um a good song had, but it was their breakthrough um all over mtv excuse me we're drinking some beer so i got some uh, burpees um <laughs> here's the thing um i had all this stuff up oh, okay um it took a while for this album to hit it was released in june of 87 but uh let me see here you know how you, you know, know what happened like, in june of 87 um what happened in june of 87 i graduated high school holy shit you're old <laughs> um so it got released in june oh no that's when the first single got released in june of 87 the first single um but it didn't reach the charts for seven months oh wow a slow burn so then. It's another one of those you know that, that i don't know what was going on if you know because there was that it wasn't like that music wasn't heard on the radio or that yeah. music wasn't on mtv I guess you have to have a certain look or you had to get discovered or you had to get pushed or whatever. But man, certain seven look. months, that's a long, that's, that's almost enough, almost enough time to be like, we're just, forget it. It's not happening. Right? Seven months that, is a that's long, a long time. time. Um, especially in, in the eighties when it was all about instant gratification. Like I want it now. Wait is oh, so go ahead. I was going to say, so if you, if you didn't know when this album came out, um, white lion was opening for Ace Freely in the beginning part. So maybe they got momentum on tour. Yeah, they got momentum on you know? tour. I'm absolutely sure of that, what you're saying. Um, they were um, opening slots for ACDC, yeah. Ace Freely, um, Aerosmith, Ozzy. They were touring with Striper and Kiss. All these things were definitely give them, giving them a push. Um, the video on MTV definitely um, gave them a huge push and it hit number eight. Right, got to number eight yeah, on the uh, Billboard chart singles charts, and the album Pride made it all the way to eleven. So I almost had a top ten album, double platinum, right? Over two million copies sold. This was huge for them. And then a, a regular rotation on MTV. Yeah, you know, uh, more than a regular. Ro I remember seeing that video all over the place. We'll play, yeah. a, put a clip of it up on Instagram, dude. You guys will yeah. recognize it instantly. Um, then let's see. Where's my notes? Here we go. The next uh, uh, song after that, All You Need Is Rock and Roll. All You Need Is Rock and Roll. Woo. Another singable chorus. Yeah, exactly, right? Chant with you. you can, can chant sing with it you. while you're driving your car, all that kind of stuff. So, it, so, so I was going to say, so if they did the opening slot for, say, East Freedy and, you know, uh, Ozzy and Aerosmith and stuff, how much time do you think they got? 30 minutes? 20 minutes? Yeah, 30. We'll say 30. Less than 40, but more than 30. We'll say 35. We'll say 35. So what, you can play, what, seven songs? If you don't throw any solos in there and have a little... Don't talk too much. Don't talk too much. Well, some of the guys do. No no guitar solo. Yeah. Just within the songs. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, no solos from the bands. So yeah, you, so say seven songs, and I think this album, they at least have five songs from there, and then maybe, you know, Cherokee and El Salvador. They could Broken Heart. Bro- um, <laughs> Broken Heart. Yeah, yeah just something yeah. like that, man. They could throw it in there. I think they released El Salvador as a single, if I remember from the previous album, Fight to Survive. I think yeah. they did. Um, the next song, um, Tell Me, about young love. Yeah. Parents don't understand. We're going to run off. We're going to... Tell me how much you love yeah. me and all this. Dude, man, this tell song, me, baby, on through the night. Tell that me, you baby. never let me go. Great song. Um, and I told Greg, I said, man, I gotta, I gotta make sure I have everything queued up to. Yeah, like uh, on the second single, it reached uh, uh, number fifty-eight as their highest. Yes, on the charts, and, and um, which was good. I, you know what I mean? It, it's it, it up there. I mean, I like that song. I like that song a lot. You know. Let's um. Let's let's see if we can hear some of this. You ready? Yes. Let's see if we, what we can do right here. Hope it's not too loud. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Huh. I don't hear it. There we, there go. we go. Vito brought a great guitar playing right oh, here. Oh, excellent, man. Sorry it took us 40 minutes to finally play some. But... The great thing about his music is uh, Vito Brada's guitar playing. Listen to that. Listen. He doesn't have a lot of distortion in his playing. You can hear every note, every string, every fingering, every pluck, clear as day. Like, listen to how good I am, guys. Like, that's, <laughs> it's almost like he's showing up. Listen to how good I am. Did you know on um, from Guitar World, he won Best New Guitarist? I did. Yeah. And and also, I think it was another uh, guitar player for musicians or something like that. It was another magazine. Also, he won that same award, Best New Guitar Player. Which, but, he deserves it, man. This is a great... Oh, yeah. This showcase... To me, this showcases him more than the pre... Than Fight to Survive. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen to this. Listen, listen to this. Chorus. sounds like a, a third date uh, conversation it it's but you hear <laughs> you hear what i was saying about uh, mike tramp's vocals they get very like breathy and and you know and their harmonies in the band it's just great and then vito brought i think right there we kind of just showed vito brought his guitar player oh man it, uh, it, some people go for like speed and shred but a lot of people throw a lot of distortion so you kind of you're like it just sounds like sometimes noise but he is like you can, it, to me, it's amazing. It's like so clean. Yeah. He's probably from, I'm probably off the top of my head, can't think of maybe one other one or maybe another one after that, but just off the top of my head, probably one of the cleanest guitar players in all of the, the hair metal genre. Yeah. Um, next one, I'll join our hands. Um, uh, the track number nine. Yeah. Easy to sing along in concerts, you know. Oh, join our hands. Yeah. Marino claps. Um, it's about war. Another song about war. Um, fighting. Um, the, our mascot's over here. Bubba, get away from me. Um, it's about war. Um, is 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 this the way we treat one another? Days filled with hope, lives filled with fear. Why must we live at war with our brothers when we could live our future at last? So it's. It might be a little touch on like civil wars, yeah. um, 
fighting brothers could be mankind just in general. And what, what are we doing? Like, why? Yeah. I mean, what are we fighting over? And, you know, a, a lot of it makes sense. Like, really, you know, a lot of these wars are like, why? What are we fighting over? It, now, with that saying, doesn't that spill over to the final song on this, on this album? Yes, the final um, song, number 10. When the Children Cry, which was their, um, I want to say, biggest hit from this album, which is the third single. It was their biggest. It was the their biggest hit, and it went to number three on the Billboard single charts. Number three, you know, same thing. Nice, beautiful, slow ballad. The you, this time it was. We're not talking about um, love and you know, in a relationship and all kinds of stuff. It sounded more of like, you know, hey, we gotta you gotta start waking up because the children of the future are are at it. You know yeah. what I mean? Children um, of the future are are. are Telling us this and this and this. Let's let's hear a little bit of right. the, when the children cry. When the children cry, let them know we try. That gu- guitar playing was nice. Oh man. Yeah, this song. You know, with the success of this, this is the song, like I said, that pushed him over that two million yep. sales mark. This was this. yeah, this was huge. You, as cheesy as it sounds, you you had that power ballad could really you you came out with the with the with the rocker mm-hmm. weight, and then you come out with the power ballad. A lot of bands did this. Every band did this. Um, well, wait, tell me, and then oh yeah, tell me, but the, that tell me didn't do anything though. Really, tell me, I well okay, it didn't do anything, but it was still a good catchy tune yeah. where you oh I heard it on the radio, oh that was cool. I don't remember ever hearing it on the radio. I do. Well, you were Los a, Angeles, we heard it all the time. You were a phone fox. You were probably <laughs> requesting it yourself and playing it. Um, I was requesting Odin. But yeah, this song put it. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you this song put it over the edge for them mm-hmm. and it took them to stratosphere. Really, I mean, two million copies is a lot of albums. Two yeah. million people want to hear you over and over again. Yeah, love it, love it. So before we get into the next um, album, um, so what I read was these guys, as soon as they got off tour, the record company pushed them to do another album, which was Big Game, right hey, away. So Greg, I, can I cut you off? Yeah, sure. Hold on a second. Oh, you want to hear the solo? It almost sounds like his guitar is crying. Right? Okay. It does. It, that, that is true. I'm not going to lie on that one. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. When the, children, when the children cry, when my guitar cries, we sell two million albums. <laughs> Love it. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about that album? I, you know what? I'll talk about the album cover a second. I love that album cover. Uh, it's just a white well, cover yeah. with just like a lion face on it. It says white lion across the the top it says pride i have the album over here in uh i believe in the bedroom here i love that album cover. album cd cassette what do you got album okay i had cassette i might have the cassette too but yeah. i know i got the album so yeah man i love it love it not used about it original oh no 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 oh no no you didn't dub it i i'm all about the dubs <laughs> the poor little kid dude not really all right i just i didn't I just didn't. I didn't get an allowance. So what am I gonna? What am I gonna do? Right? You do no chores. I I would I would make dub copies off of my parents' albums, 
or I would sit and wait for a song to play on the radio. And of course, you'd miss the first 10 seconds of it because you'd be like, oh shit, it's playing. You go like find the, the tape. Oh, shut God. up, shut up, DJ. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stop talking over my song, fucker. <laughs> um, next album, uh, Big Game. Yeah. Big Game. You know, I think this is when they hit their stride. Yeah, you were saying to, that you to love me, this one. 89, I, 1989. I think, and the same thing. If, if last one was done in 87, these guys, you know, released it. So it said six months to get momentum, right? So they did a full year of of this kind of stuff and then all, went straight into the, the recording studio and, hey, they must have had some songs in their pockets, man, yes. and, and this kind of stuff. Um, going Home Tonight, I didn't think it was a strong opener, but the more I listened no. to the album, I thought it was, I was like, okay, it's a good opener. It, it it did take a a, a second. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't like wait, yes. you know. Um, going home tonight. Uh, to me, another song about war. I'm yeah. finally going home. I'm finally I'm going to knock home. on the door. You're gonna be there. These guys just. I mean, could it also have been like finally going home in the sense of war too? I find I'm finally getting off tour and going home. Do yeah, you know. It could too. See my family. A lady. I'm sure there's some specific lyric. Sure. That, that, that I and stuff, but and going, you, going now, home tonight. Now gotta, I agree. Now you got to make me look it up. All right. Going home tonight. It did. It's. It did start, and it was one of those I had to hear um, a few times to get it really stuck in my head. I know. I didn't think it was a strong opener, but you know, hearing it four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. I love, I dig it. I, I'm yeah. really into that one. Um, Dirty woman. Yeah. To me, another song about a hooker. Yeah, ba- basically. Uh, basically, dirty woman hooker song. Yeah, um, good groove, good solo. You know, has a little and, bit and, of it. And I'm so eager right now because the next song is probably my favorite song by them, and oh, I just want to jump right yeah. to it, dude. Um, Little right. Fighter, number three on Big Game is probably my favorite song by White Lion. Um, so this song actually has a meaning. It's yeah. um, it's in memory of the Rainbow Warrior, which was a Greenpeace boat. Correct. Was, um, that was destroyed in the French by the French. Yep, by the French. So this ship was part of Greenpeace. They did a lot of stuff with it, but it ended up really just being like an anti-nuclear warhead testing ship, where they would go to places to protest. You know, people, you know, detonating warheads and testing them and stuff like that. And so they were doing it. Um, they were getting ready to go do it. Um, just stick with me, folks. To go protest this atoll that was in the South Pacific that was owned by the French. They ended up getting infiltrated by some French operatives. Um, the bomb, yeah. uh, mines getting placed on the boat. It, they detonated them, sank the ship. Um, all the crew survived, but there was a photographer on there. There was part of the press that died. It was a big deal. France said, France said they didn't do it, but then they admitted that they, they did, um, and they got fined. They had to pay a bunch of money. Um, the, um, I think it's the New Zealand government, uh, or prime minister said this was an act of terrorism or domestic terrorism. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so this was a little bit before my time. I think it was in the seventies and it just was, I didn't remember hearing about this obviously, but, and I didn't even know that this is what the song was about. I thought it was just a little fighter, like fighting to survive, fighting to be the best, not like an actual fighter, like with your fist, but just fighting to, um, survive fight which you could a song means whatever it means to you and that's what it meant to me then i found out what it meant but it still kind of means like just be a fighter yeah like survive yeah definitely and this song i'm telling you guys i love this song dude i gotta I got bring it up I, I just gotta play it from the beginning greg 
Great. I just got to play it from the beginning. Here we go. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Yeah. The guitar playing right here is just so... I'm going to air guitar right now, dude. It's so clean. It's just so... Beautiful. Yeah. It also has that thing like it's going to start revving up. Yes. Revving up. And here comes Mike. Here it is. Yeah. It's, and that's right there. I mean, you really kind of see how that rhythm section they had just comes in and just gives the whole just bottom end of the whole song and just the whole song is do, 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 do. it doesn't sound like that and, it'll go, and then it's got Vito Brada just fucking <laughs> right dude just, play, playing over the top man his that, little fills and frills and tricks and that, it's, it's great that's why I, I believe Big Game is the, their stride when they hit when their songwriting ability uh, popularity just this is it, man. This is this is a jam. It's a good one. Um, so, do we want to fast forward to the solo, or you want to let it go? What do you, you tell me? Let's let it go because we got to keep moving. We got a lot of okay. We got at go. least the twenty other songs. Yeah, to talk we do. About. Okay, Broken Home, number uh, yeah, four. On, you know what? I'm, I'll start off with this one, man. You know what? From hearing this and hearing what the lyrics are, dude, it talks about uh, domestic abuse, and yeah. it was it. You hear it, and you're like, wow. And the guy reads about it, talk about kids being beat up family being beat up broken uh, very bruised arms heart, it's about heartful tearful song i i i don't want to say i cried but if you get me in a good mood i probably could cry on this one man this yeah. is very heartful type song which you know it's out there and yeah. maybe mike had a situation where somebody you know told them a story or something yeah. about this kind of stuff or you know, maybe he experienced it from when he was a younger kid you never know it's but, definitely a heart-wrenching song yeah um Definitely them trying to bring stuff to the limelight. Correct. And, and let and let people know what's going on. Yeah. Number five, Baby Be Mine. Classic love song. Yeah, classic love song. Classic love song. Baby um, Be Mine. La la la. Love la. it. it yeah. It's uh, it go, fits right in the pocket right there. The love. It's it's a it's a faster song. It's not like a slow one. Love it. Baby Be yeah. Mine is great. Um, number six, Living on the Edge. This to me, this was another song about. Um, possibly I can't tell if it's about like um, you're living on the road I'm not saying you might be like a nomad not necessarily a Correct. homeless person but I'm gonna I'm out here I'm gonna go on the street I don't know where I'm gonna end up but I'm um, I, I don't I can't pay my rent I can't do this I don't know where I'm staying but I'm just gonna go hit the road and make it that's so that's, another song that sounds like a band man you know a lot of these albums sometimes you just kind of listen to the hits and this is you know when i listen to the whole album here it's kind of makes you un it reinforces why i like to be an album listener so uh -huh. i go back to these i like this because you start hearing all these songs and you, songs that you just may have skipped over in your youth you're like you said about your bon jovi i just listened to side one forever yeah and then you find this inside you're like holy shit dude this is amazing <laughs> as well um so that's why i'm 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 kind of anti current times where it's just singles. Yeah. Singles. Singles. Okay, you nice song. What about do you have ten more? Yeah. No, you don't because you only have one song. Um but you know, I'll digress from that. Um, number seven, 
Let's get crazy. It, this one's party time song. This is probably their one really like big time party song. End of the week. We've been working. We've been hustling. Yeah. Let's go drinking. Let's go party. Let's go meet some girls. Let's dig, let's get her done. <laughs> Guess. Yeah, definitely one of those style of uh, white line. Good, Let's get good crazy. Song, Let's get nuts. That's yeah. what they say. Um, you know, and like I got to say, dude, some of these songs, I, I, I don't remember hearing when these albums, like I don't, I, I probably heard them, but I just don't recall them. And Don't Say It's Over is one of those songs. This is clearly a breakup song. Oh, definitely, clearly, man. Clearly, why are you leaving me? I've done everything for you. I've done everything right. I've done everything I thought I needed to do to keep this Somebody broke together. somebody's heart, man. And, um... Don't say it's over. Yeah. Don't say it's over. Don't say it's over. Um, number nine. All right. If my mind is evil. Now to this, me, this one to me was clear as day. Let me let me hear what you have no, to no, say. No, no, no. You're right. I, I want to say clear as day, but I think on the vocals they did a little pre-production on it, you know, to make it sound. I don't want to say heavier, but in his singing wise, maybe a little heavier. Love the song. To me, this is a deep, deep cut which I think is a great song. One of their best, if you're a White Lion fan, as a deep cut. Like, hey, you play this song, oh, damn, that's a deep cut. Yes. Good song, good solo. Yeah, it's up there, man. It's, it, this is one of my favorite songs from this band in a deep cut sense. Not their singles, but a deep cut. I, I, love. I could not agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. It's a great song. You're, you're only going to hear that, like, like, Another again, pound at home. You're not going to hear this unless you're listening to whole albums. <laughs> if My Mind is Evil. Um, to me, this song, when I listen to it, it really starts off, and it's clear to me that this is about televangelists. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's specifically about Jimmy Swaggart. Um, and I think it might well, be. About on that time, I would say, yeah, dude. Because um, he had the scandal in 88 and 91, and yeah. this album came out in what year did we say it came 80, out? 80, 89. So it might be about that first scandal he yeah. had in um, I mean, but any one of those televangelists. Yeah, it, it, I mean, pick, pick one. one. Yeah, pick, pick one, dude. It, um, just and it talks about like if my mind is evil, and then it goes on to say, well, if your mind is evil, then yeah. it's you. It's you're to blame. If it, I'm evil, okay, I can deal with that. But if it's you, why are you trying to do this to me and brainwash now, me and make me? Could, could we flip the script and go back to our PMRC and saying, hey, this is you know of like, hey, if my mind is evil, you're the one that said, you know. You're filling my mind with this stuff. Yeah, you're it wasn't filling my mind. Yeah, you put it. Yeah, Dollar Nikki's a great song. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude. And I love the, magazines. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you brought this up, and now it's something <laughs> else. That was, you know, yeah. that's a great way to talk about that on that song. If we flip it and go the other way, you know, if my mind is evil. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I really can't get enough of this song. This is a great one, man. So I think the next song is a cover of the was it Golden Earrings Radar Love. Mm-hmm. Which was great, man. I mean, it's it, a great cover. It, it peaked at fifty nine on the Billboard singles. Uh, great cover. I thought they they owned it and they they, they changed it up again. So maybe if they ne- didn't really pick up any new um, listeners, but you know anybody who grew up in the seventies and you know went, oh yeah, Golden Earring, that's a good song. Oh, the, who did it? White Line. Oh man, they jammed. And when they do that, especially the drum solos, man. That you know, Greg did a really great job and. You know, the little part of the solo, you know, and then the slow build and the burn. It was good. I, I like this uh I like it better cover. than the original. Okay. I like it better than the original. All right, cool, man. Um it's a it's is it a little more it, hipper for it, you now? A little more hip and a little more it's got a little more brada. Okay. It's got a little more brada. Would would this be one of these songs that you wanna uh hear when you're driving? You um, know, like instead of the original From them, no. 
Oh, if I had to compare it to oh. the original, yes, but of theirs, I'm not gonna. I, I'm. It would be a fringe to put on a white line mix. You know what I mean? It's like okay. okay. It's better than the original, but it's still kind of like okay. Um, let's go to number eleven. Last song. This right. and this album is a little longer. It's fifty-three minutes. The Cry for Freedom. Yeah. To me, another war song, anti-war song. Yeah. Um, it talks about you know brothers in prison. When a why yeah. are they there? We're, we're, you know. Basically, all these anti-war songs kind of have the same thing. Like, what the what are we doing? Yeah, I think this is a political song about apartheid in South, South yeah, Africa. Probably could be. You know, probably is from that one. Um, good song. Um, so, go ahead. I was gonna say, so this album didn't go double platinum, but it went gold. Yes, and it peaked at number nineteen on the charts, which was you know, and of course that they, had to be a letdown for them. Okay, what but I mean, momentum going two years but, later, uh, hair metal uh, still going strong. Was that eighty nine? It's still, it's still the number one. It's still, it's still in there. Yeah, I want to say that you know, but you know, it's from a double platinum to a gold. Okay, but you're still good to me. I thought this was a great album from mm-hmm. that man. There was mm-hmm. just so many good songs, so much good songwriting on it. I very positive on my my effect on this one. Um, let's move on, dude. Let's move on. And uh, we may have to go a little quicker on this one. All right. Um, we don't want to make this episode too long for you guys. Um, to me, um, main attraction, this is the one that kind of really hit it for me. This was actually really their last album with their kind of classic lineup, yeah. hair metal lineup. Um, and Lights and Thunder, to me, heads and shoulders above, is their best opening song on oh, any of their albums. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, an yes. eight, it's eight minutes long. It's basically, to me, an instrumental with some Mike Tramp vocals over the top. You know, doing their lights and thunder thing, but dude, it's all about the band in this one, and it is great. I it love is. this song. It is. It I is. love this song. It was not a single. It was not a release. You just put it in, and that's the first thing you hear, and you're like, "What am I? This is amazing." Yeah, I love it. It's great. I great, great. No, great, no, great, I agree. Great. I totally agree with you on this, man. That's a that's a great song on there, man. How you get started. Um, so the next song, which we did uh, talk about on the on the this was the the re issue another issue mm-hmm. but um they redid broken heart again from fight to survive yeah so um broken they, uh, broken heart um great song um i like this version better than the original okay um uh, just the better production um better production dude and that that says it all you know you, you sometimes you just it, it it sounds better the vocals are better the mixing is better it's it, the song is it it's similar it's it's close to the original but they did a lot of stuff to kind of i think separate it um from from the original what do you think yeah i totally agree, totally agree let's see if we can one. hear some of this all right there's some of those keyboards you were talking about yeah Amazing guitar solo here. Excellent. If you're listening to your car right now, crank it. If you're listening on headphones, crank it. If you're on your bike, crank it. <laughs> if you're chilling and grilling, I mean, you can hear, crank it. <laughs> you can hear that guitar solo. He is just... Every note, I love that. I love how it's just not distorted and everything just kind of, it's a sound. It's a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I think the keyboards were amplified to make it a fuller sound. Like, you know, when they first did it, like, okay, yeah, this is, this is us, you know, 
five years ago, this is us now with a fuller sound. Yeah. Because we could, we could play it live and have a fuller sound. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, number three, Leave Me Alone. Um, to me, this is just about like teen angst. Yeah, definitely. Um, when his parents just leave me alone, don't tell me how to do this. Don't tell me what to wear. I don't yeah. care what you think about it. I mean, simple as that. Um, I don't think it has a pump your fist in the air kind of a no, thing. It's no. just, it's, it's a little bit of a filler. Um, love don't come easy. I love it. The, there's so many yeah. songs on this album that I just love. And oh, definitely, love yeah. don't come easy. It's, and it's about how you have to work in a relationship. It's not easy. Yeah. And that, it's that simple. The lyrics are that simple. It's, it's not easy. And man, I love this song. Yeah, man. this is another I one too. Love it. I, I do love this song also. Do you want it? Do you need it? Because yeah. love don't come love easy. Love don't come easy. I love it. Yeah. Um, the next one, you're all I need. Do classic love song. Dude, I love this song too. I, I am a sucker for love songs. I'm a sucker for power ballads. I could put them on repeat all day long. I know. I I love them. Sucker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the same way, dude. Um, you're all I need. It's classic love song. You're everything to me. I will do anything for you. You're my life. Uh, great. Love it. Love it. This song is classic love song. I mean, you can put this on a mix, you guys or girls, <laughs> but whatever. Put on a mix. Give it to your sweetheart. And they're going to fall in love with you. Fall in love with you. Even more. Um, number six. So so they oh, do wait. that. So the, all you need, you're all I need, and then it's over. So they bring you in like, hey, we're in love. We're in love. Then Oh, it's over now. <laughs> Dude, I totally forgot this song, and I was in my truck leaving work, and uh, my uh, um, all your uh, your all I need was the last song I heard when uh -huh. I got to work. I was waiting, and then so when I left, I was getting on the highway, and it's over was the like first song that came on after that, and I was and I was like, dude, this is a sad song. <laughs> what the hell? And so I I had listened to it twice in oh, a row. Okay. I was like, Oh my God, it's about a subject, you know, um, she's leaving me. Um, uh, I don't know what to do. Um, it's over. Um, I totally forgot about the song and I'm going to tell you this dude. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I even wrote my notes. It was so well written and it has a great guitar solo. That's, <laughs> that's what I wrote in my notes. Um, I loved this song. Um, it's over. Guitar solo. Oh man, it's it was it's a great song. Great song. Yeah. Love it. Um, the next one, I think the title number seven on this and this album. Um, sixty three minutes and forty five seconds. So sixty four minutes over an hour, dude. Well, half that was uh the first song. Eight, eight minutes Shit, on that man. first song. That's not going on the radio. Lights and thunder. Um. Number seven, war song. I think it um, oh. speaks for itself. I think the song is about Vietnam War. Love or it. Any war you go to, yeah. where um, good song too, man. I, I can't. I couldn't get. This is another one of those deep cuts that mm -hmm. I really dig uh, on this, on their uh, title tracks, yeah. on their on their songs. That really good. Love it. Yeah, it's a, a great song. Um, love it. Um, they always, you know, a lot of these songs they have a message and they're on that verge but not going over of being preachy they just kind of like here i'm gonna give you the information yeah and so that's great another political war song yeah. which which you know like it says throughout these albums they do have a lot of them but it, that's that's what they like man they're bread and butter that kind of stuff man um next song she's oh. got everything oh yeah it's a party song we meet this girl i go to a party i think it says like something i go drink some beers i drink some wine i'm gonna meet a girl who's next nice she takes fine. me she takes me yeah. back to my to her place and 
makes me scream her name or she it, the pure stripper song. Yeah, stripper song. Meet a girl at a party, go back to her place, we get it on. That that's really what this song is about. That's all it's about. But good. Yeah, like it's a good, good, song. good, good fun, man. Yeah, uh, this I, song, this song, this album's really good. Um, I, that song's really good. Wasn't this more of a bluesy type of, of, um, of um, song track? There was no. I think you might be thinking of Blue Monday, which is track eleven. It's a bluesy instrumental. I think that okay, might be well, the song. I this was, okay. Um, uh, you might be right. I could play it if you want me to. Yeah, play a little bit. Okay. Um, of course you do. Yeah, let me hear it. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sleazy groove. Oh, it sounds kind of bluesy to me. Yeah. Yeah, this is sleazy. Howdy. Hey, dude, this it sounds just. This sounds just like what we said the song was about. <laughs> the music sounds like the song. Hey, me and Chris went to a party. Yeah, write a song about going to a party, <laughs> meeting a girl, going back to her place. What would the music sound like? Hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> Hold my beer. Dressed to yeah. kill? Was he doing Motley Crue now? Now this Damn. is a song I would put on my mix if I'm gonna go cruising. Whoa! Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, totally, man. This is great. Um, wow, dude, we, we love that song. <laughs> Imagine seven minutes of this, dude. Woo. I, can, I can get down to that. Do, do um, you, wait a minute. Do you see why that this album is a, like longer? From okay, they did 43. The last one was 53, and this one's whatever yeah. in the 64. And like each song got they it got expanded a little bit more. You know. I wonder if they Dude, just... they got they got eight minute song they got a seven minutes two seven minute songs an eight minute song five and a half everything else is over four minutes that's unprecedented dude usually you got your three minute songs that they right? of them they, nothing they, under they, four minutes they didn't they didn't worry about that this time no. man um the next song this song is great till death do us part number nine love this song it's a wedding song yeah it's definitely. all about till death do us part it's a song for vows it's a wedding song it's got a nice little solo in it. Love this song too. You know how I am with love songs. Yeah. I love them. So they're, she got everything, great. and then she got him to marry her. Right? Is that what the thing is? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. If we're going song by song, <laughs> she got everything. <laughs> Went back to a house, party time. Now we're getting married. <laughs> now we're getting married. Um, number ten, out with the boys. Uh, this song kind of. Rem- I, I don't know, dude. And, and it's a good song. I liked it. I really enjoy it. And I'm trying to analyze the lyrics. Um, it kind of sounds like he's trying to remember the good times with the boys because yeah, he sees some because so. he sees somebody from his from their past of being together that's not doing so well in the present and yeah. it's like, hey man, I wish we could I could do something for him. Another message song that exactly. they have, dude, and it makes you think of like these guys, you know, sending out those messages and good another good song. Yeah, um, Blue Monday is the eleventh track out of twelve on this. Um, it's an instrumental. It's very bluesy. Um, once you listen, and I'm kind of surprised with this instrumental. It doesn't have more of Vito Brada letting himself just kind of go. Um, it's more just kind of the whole band grooving the whole time. Right, that's and what I, I thought too. I so thought I was, the whole band just grooving, and this is, I think, the first instrumental they've ever yeah, released. It was the first instrumental, and on, I was and I was kind of like, eh. 
I liked it. Good. They sound good, but I would have liked a little more out of Vito Brada on it. Correct. Um, the last song, Farewell to You. I, you know what? This song is the perfect way to end this album. And I want to say kind of how... And you want to say without knowing, but their career, exactly. or their album, this, well, these albums from from this part of their career, I guess. Correct, correct. And also, um, one of those things of you know, like ending the career because, like you know, I, I think after this grunge really started taking over, and there was no more hair metal. It kind of went away. So I think this is the perfect song for them to say, you know, farewell to you. Yeah, you know, I. And you're not going to hear this anywhere, but unless you listen to the album all the way through and you get I, to that twelve, I love track. it, man. This, this is another one of those deep cuts I love, man. Yeah. See? And I don't know if, if, if it's background vocals but or if they're just doing tracks of him over himself, but the harmonizing is... You can, really, you can hear it? Yeah. The vocals are deep. I love it. I love it. And then the, he starts saying goodbye in like different languages yeah. and stuff. Um, that's why I loved it. I mean, that's how you, that's how you want to end it. You know? Here we skip ahead. Love it, dude. The lyrics right? are great, dude. I, I love this song. Yeah. This is another one of those. Farewell to you. Yeah. I mean... At the time, I think they wrote it. I don't know if they thought this was, yeah, this is the, I think this is how we want to end the album, but not end our career. But to me, it, if I have to say White Lion, there we go, ending it. Here's the chorus right here. Yeah. So maybe a tour song, the bus you, is leaving. You know what? Or anybody on a bus. I I wanted to say I felt it at the time that this was going on that it was a tour song, but when you when I look back on it now, it kind of looks like maybe they knew, or I'm sure they didn't. But this is goodbye to yeah. goodbye to hair metal, and you know we're gonna listen to something else. But I loved it. I love this song. There was not a lot you could. Uh, yeah, tell me that I don't love. This song's got this you know? album has a lot of more like love kind of songs on it, more specific about that yeah. kind of stuff. But I love it, dude. I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff because I love love. Great, yeah. I love love. There's nothing greater, no greater emotion. I love it, and people writing songs about it that you can relate to, hearing it. Love from both sides, dude. Broken hearts. I mean, just makes the healing of the heart even much greater. Yeah. And so you got to get both sides of it. You got to have the yin and the yang, the pros and the cons, the ups and downs, the goes, the stops, opposites. We can go all day long with yeah, saying this. Definitely. The Chris's and the Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, you guys couldn't figure out, we, um, you know, we went through these four albums, talked about them, solos, songs, songwriting, um, what's hit and misses. Um, and this was actually very fun and killer and, you know, the next band we'll do, we'll, we'll figure something out in a, you know, a few weeks. We'll give you some more uh, fun stuff to listen to. So if you've never heard of White Lion or you're not familiar with them and now you're a little bit more familiar, great. And because that, that's what we wanted to, you know, get to you, put a point out. And then also, you know, check them out for yourself. And, check if, them out. and if there's a band that you want us to check out, listen to a few albums of that, let us know. We'll, listen, we'll, guys, we'll, we'll, like Greg is saying, this is what we like and what we listen to. Is there a band you want us to talk about? Yeah. Give us some. We'll, we'll listen to them and we'll talk about them. Sure. Anybody. Sure. Anybody. Including the Korean boy bands. 
the the K-pop. There's also <laughs> J-pop. Whoa, 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 whoa! That. I read that. They're not as big as us in Japan, though. We're still number one. <laughs> We're holding on strong. Good. And, uh, Godzilla is number <laughs> four. I don't know, man. Fight to survive is being Japan. I don't know. It is. It is. And the Scorpions, <laughs> All right, so, but we're still number one. So from Chris and Greg. Hey, later. See ya.